message, be childlike, don't be childish. Be childlike, but don't be childish. Right? Now, my children, they love me. Right? <laughs> my children love me, but they don't need me anymore. They love me, but they don't need me. Right? I'm still their father. And today, two of them will come and uh, have lunch with us. My eldest son, who's in Auckland, he will call me at some point in time today, right? And they will tell me, oh, daddy, we love you, right? My children love me, but they don't need me anymore, right? They want me to hang out with them. They want to hang out with me, but they don't need me anymore, right? Uh, why? They are adult children. They are independent. They fend for themselves now. They don't need me anymore. Our greatest problem in relating to God is that we are relating to God as adult children. We love him. We say it all the time. On Sunday morning, we sing songs of love and worship and adoration to him. We love him. But you know, as adults these days, we don't really need God all the time. He is our father, but most of the time, we're doing okay without him. We want him to hang around with us. We love hanging around with him. But then when we are busy, we really would like him to get out of the way. We're just handling life okay most of the time. We are adults. We're independent. We're capable. We're self-sufficient. We are adults. And so as adults, we relate to God as adult children. We still call him. We hang out with him. But most of the time, we don't really need him. We relate to God as adult children. Then you come across a scripture like Matthew chapter 18, verse 2 to 4, which is our text this morning. Matthew 18, 2 to 4. And if you take out your notes, the scriptures are there in your insert. Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. This is, this is serious stuff here. Unless you convert and become as little children, you will be, by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, first of all, you must see the use of the word then. Remember last week, um, uh, Eric told us, if you see the word therefore, you must look and see why the word therefore is therefore, right? But that's the same with any other adjectives that you see in scriptures. And this word then is an important. It gives you the immediate context of this scripture. Right? It tells us why Jesus responded. Right? This is Jesus' response as a result of something prior to that. Right? And what was it? Verse 1 says, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And then Jesus responds and tells them this scripture. Who is the greatest? Who's at the top of the food chain in this dog-eat-dog -dog world that we live in? 
And we bring that into the church. We bring that into our fellowships. We bring that into the way we relate to one another and everyone else around us. Who's the greatest? And so there's the striving to try and be greater than the other. Then Jesus calls a little child, puts the child on his lap. This word child, the Greek word paideon, right? And it really means a toddler. The word paideon can be used from the age of two years old, right, upwards, and never used once the child is over seven. So it's a child under seven years old, right? It's a toddler. You're talking about a four, five-year-old kid who was running around, right, when Jesus was talking, and this important question came up. Among all of us, Lord, who's the greatest, right? And this little child is running around, and he calls the little child, come on here, sit on my lap. And then he teaches them, unless you become this four-year-old or this five-year-old, unless you become like this little child, you can't even enter. You haven't even reached the entry requirement for the kingdom of heaven. It says, unless you are converted, the word converted, to turn back to, to become. How do you turn back to? Again, you remember when he was talking to Nicodemus, he said, you must be born again. And the guy says, how do I go back to my, my, my mother's womb, right? Here Jesus again, giving them this illustration, unless you become, you con- turn back, you convert yourself to this little child, four-year-old, right? You cannot really enter into a relationship with God of heaven. Entry level is Pideon, little child. Moses paints a beautiful picture of this childlike faith, right? When he's talking to Israel. They've just come in really uh, close to the 40 years. They're well aware that they've made a huge decision not to go into the promised land. And here's Moses coming to the end of his time with them, right? And he begins to speak to them in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 29 onwards. He says to them, Then I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. Speaking about the enemies that were there in the wilderness, right? The Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. And in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. Yet for all that, you did not believe the Lord your God who went in the way before you to search out a place for you, to pitch your tents, to show you the way you should go in the fire by night, in the cloud by day. Basically, what Moses was saying is, when, I, when God took, us, took, took them out of Egypt, they were slaves. That's all they were. They weren't a people. They weren't a nation. They had absolutely no rights. And God took them, brought them to this place, right? And look at the words that uh, Moses used. This is how he did it. He carried you. That's again that picture of a little child. I remember, I can't, rem- I, I can't remember which, who was that. Was it Daniel who used to um, come to Rina and say, or to me and say, carry you me? Carry you me? 
and um, just tired, (laughs) don't want to walk anymore, just wanting to lean totally on mom or dad, carry you me, all right? And that's exactly what God did for the entire nation. Carried the nation as a mother or a father carries a little child, right? That little child didn't have to worry about crossing that busy road. The parent carries the little child. The little child doesn't have to worry about all the crowds and getting lost in the crowd. The parent is carrying that little child. That was what was going on as Israel was crossing the Red Sea. As Israel, the nation, was walking through the wilderness. Every struggle, every decision that they had to make. Food, water, Protection, healing, restoration, recovery, everything. God carried them as a parent would carry a little child. God carried you. And then you know what? When they got to a place where it was safe, comfortable, everything was going on as normal, they said, we got this now. We're fine now, God. We can walk. Have you seen these little toddlers who think they can, you know, they're fine. They have absolutely no idea of what the danger is around them, and they run, right? Elizabeth was like that. She would just run. You go to the mall, shoot, she's gone. And where's Elizabeth, you know? Um, And we're always looking for her. Um, I think that's what happened to Israel. This sense of independence, we got this. We can do this now. Lived long enough in this wilderness. We got this. We can handle this now. Relating to God as an adult child. Now you're in. And so Moses says, when you needed God, you leaned on him. Now you're self-sufficient. You live as if you no longer need God. They were relating to God as adult children. And in the context of Israel, it was a tragic story because the entire generation decided not to cross over into their promised land. In other words, they decided the promises of God weren't worth moving on forward with. And so that whole generation died without experiencing the promises of God. The tragedy of refusing to continue to depend on God is that we miss out on the promises of God in our lives. That is why Jesus was saying to them, unless you remain like this little child, unless you connect with God with childlike faith, You cannot really experience the kingdom of heaven. You cannot really experience kingdom of God lifestyle. To relate to God and truly experience Abba Father and his love for us, we need to relate to him as a toddler relates to his father. Be childlike. Be childlike in your faith. Be open to God. Every single moment, go to God and say, carry you me. Carry me, Lord.
carry me. And some of us this morning, we were praying for Liz and her family. And we are saying, God, carry them, Lord. Carry them on Tuesday morning. Carry all eight of them, would you, Lord? Carry them, Lord. And some of you this morning, maybe you just need to go back to these simple words. Carry me, Lord. Carry me. Carry me in this struggle that I'm going through. Carry me in this challenge I'm going through. Carry me even though I feel self-sufficient this morning. Carry me, Lord, that I will never miss out on your promises for my life. Be childlike in your faith. But be childlike, but don't be childish. And that's the second part of the text this morning. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is, again that word, right? That same word. Whoever humbles himself as this little child is, the great is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So the reply, the answer, who is the greatest? Look at that little child and how that little child relates to, to his parent. That's the greatest in the kingdom of God. You find someone who's constantly leaning on God the Father. Find someone who's always saying, carry me, Lord. Carry me, Lord. Through this little, carry me, Lord. Through this day, carry me, Lord. Through this week, carry me, Lord. My children need you. Carry them, Lord. You find a, a childlike faith like that, you'll find the greatest who's operating in maximum, optimum level in the kingdom of God. The becoming of a little child is through humbling yourself. Let me do this. Luke chapter 7, verse 31 to 34. I think it's important. Luke 7, 31 to 34. And the Lord said, To what then shall I liken the men of this generation? What are they like? They are like children. Again, that same word. Right? They are like children sitting in the marketplace, calling to one another, saying, We played the flute for you, you did not dance. We mourned to you, you did not weep. He's saying, I look, I've been ministering to you for three and a half years, and, and all I see in this generation are people who's, who are like little children in the marketplace. What's going on in the marketplace? Big things going on in the marketplace. Sales going on, right? Um, money is exchanging. Economy is going on there. But children have no idea of the importance of what was going on in the marketplace. All they want to do is play, right? And then there's this group of children saying, nah, I don't feel like dancing today. No, I don't feel like playing um, um, morning today. It's, I don't feel like doing that, right? And Jesus said, for John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine. You say, he has a demon. The son of man has come eating and drinking. You say, look, a glutton, a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. The inflated eye. That was what was going on with that generation where Jesus was. The inflated eye, right? I don't like that overzealous legalistic John. I don't like the way he ministers. Fasting all the time, doesn't hang out and drink wine with us, walking around like a demon possessed fella. I don't like that fella. How about Jesus? I don't like Jesus either. I don't like that shady, flaky, liberal scholar, right? Who just every time twisting our teachings, 
You know, I, I don't like that fella either. Always hanging around with undesirable, undesirables, befriending shady characters, walking around like a drunken fella. None of these fellas really meet my needs. Sometimes it sounds like us, eh? Sometimes it sounds like us. That five-year-old behavior. I don't like this. I don't want that. I want this. That five-year-old behavior. Childish behavior is manifested in an inflated ego. Self-entitlement. I matter more than anyone else. And that's why that question, who is the greatest? Who is the greatest? Obviously, the answer is simple. I am. Are we dancing? <laughs> Isn't it obvious who is the greatest? And that was the main problem in the book of Corinthians as well, right? And Paul was reacting to what you just read. He was reacting to the, this childlike behavior in the church of Corinth, right? And they were saying, my spiritual gift is better than your spiritual gift. My spiritual gift is more important than your spiritual gift. And he, he responds to them in 1 Corinthians 14, 20. Brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice be babes, but in understanding be mature. So I'm saying this to you. Be childlike, but don't be childish in your behavior. Childish behavior is when ego is inflated and I is more important than everyone else seated in this room. And what's the an antidote for ego? Humility. Whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. Let me close with this scripture. What does that look like? What does humility look like? Paul describes it in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. What does it look like? This is what humility looks like. It's not just about me making space for the other. So let me say a few um, phrases, uh, sentences, and then I'll close. Childishness is an exterior quality. It is manifested through behavior. Childlikeness is an interior quality. It's manifested through dependency. When relating to God, childlike faith, humility to remain dependent like a little child. Carry me, Lord. Carry me, Lord. Carry me, Lord. When relating to others, adult behavior, the humility to see the other and the other matters in also in the Father's economy. So stop relating to God as an adult child. Be childlike in your faith. But be mature in your behavior. Be childlike in your faith. But don't be childish. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon podcast. For more resources, or if you would like to support this ministry, 
visit us at activefaith.org.nz.